Hi, and welcome to On Point, a podcast by Oak Street Funding, where we bring research and data-backed insights to dig into the minds of industry leaders to learn how to stand out, navigate, and break through this ever-changing industry. I am your host, Bridget Height, and you can support this podcast by following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our website, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be there hanging out, talking to industry leaders, and ready to empower you to grow your business. Now let's get On Point. So today I am delighted to have Brett Rosen, the owner of Rosen Advisory, join me on the show today. Brett is an experienced mergers and acquisitions consultant, and he will be sharing five things that you can do to maximize the value of your business. Welcome to the show, Brett. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity to speak with you. This is going to be great. So I'm just going to start off really easy. Can you tell us a little bit about what led you to start Rosen Advisory? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I was with, prior to starting my own firm, I was with a company called One Digital. And One Digital, with One Digital, I um, was in a mergers and acquisitions role buying insurance agencies on behalf of okay. One Digital. And I did about 50 to 55 deals um, with the company. And I was there for 17 years, had an amazing run. We were one of the wow. most pro prolific acquirers um, in the industry. And uh, I felt like after 17 years, it was time to uh, take a step back and get out of corporate America and do what I want to do. And I did that. And um, I thought I could really add the most value to um, the, you know, to the business by kind of switching sides of the table and taking everything I learned and advising independent um, businesses on how to sell their firm uh, or perpetuate their firm most effectively. Okay. So what is your favorite part of the job? You know, my favorite part of the job is um, that I get to help people at such a critical juncture in their life. It's a huge responsibility. It can be stressful, but, but I love it. And uh, I, I know how important it is to these people to get this issue right. And it yeah. motivates me and it makes me feel really good about what I'm doing. And candidly, I just love it. I love being alongside these owners through such an important transition period. That's great. It sounds like there's a little bit of adrenaline involved in mergers and acquisitions too sometimes. <laughs> a, a little bit. It's, you know, these, these, the folks that I represent have built a business over, usually over yeah. a career, or, you know, easily a decade plus, a lot of times two, three, four decades. And wow. they want to get it right. And I, I feel, you know, I did, I've done so many deals um, and, and I do have to, you know, sometimes there's a, there's a psychology aspect to it for folks. It's, um, it's sure. getting the, it's getting the finances right, but it's also getting the psychology of it right and making sure yeah. they find the right home, um, and the right, you know, make, make the right decision holistically. So that makes sense. it's uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot more to it. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're here today to talk about M&A in your business planning. So why why is that so important? Yeah. Um, so it's it's um, crucial to have a um, a deep understanding of the topic of M&A. A lot of um, business owners actively stay away from the topic of mergers and acquisitions um, until it's uh, time to sell. You know, and maybe maybe they've come across uh, an opportunity. Uh, in their career to buy a business and were didn't understand the topic well, so they didn't make the purchase. Maybe they've had an opportunity to sell or merge with someone who um, could have been a great partner, but they didn't have the education and and or and or an advisor alongside them 
throughout their journey so that they could um, make a great decision to, to either to buy or to sell. So, um, you know, I think it's really important that people are students of the M&A business to some extent and have some level of expertise as a business owner um, so that they don't miss opportunities throughout their, their business journey. Right. That makes total sense. So what is the first thing that business owners should do when it comes to mergers and acquisitions planning and why? Yes. Uh, the first thing an owner should do um, is to understand exactly what buyers, the acquirers look for in a purchase. Because okay. if someday you're going to perpetuate your business, you can get the answer key from the people who are doing the buying. And, you know, there's uh, people like my, my role at One Digital, as I mentioned, was to buy insurance agencies mm -hmm. on behalf of One Digital. And so obviously I knew all the criteria and exactly what we were looking for. And, uh, and that usually is pretty common across an industry, you know, that other buyers were looking for similar things to what right. my company was looking for. And so the M&A professionals who are in my role um, have an answer key. And it might not be the perfect answer key for you as a, as a business owner, as a, a business builder, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the answer key that I had might not be perfect, but there were, you know, three, four, five, ten 10 other people who did what I do, who throughout your career, you could learn from and, and use that, uh, you know, use those conversations and that learning to continue to fine tune your, you know, your roadmap and your business plan and ensure yeah. that you build the most valuable business that you can. Okay. So that was the first step. What's, what's the second step? What's the yeah, second most I, important step? I, great question. I would say that um, you should take your learnings um, and have a business plan, a written business plan. I meet a lot of folks who are building great businesses and, you know, I, I meet people at all stages of their, of their journey. And I would say the ones that have a plan are building the most valuable businesses, the ones that are winging it a little bit more and just letting the business kind of control them versus them intentionally controlling the business tend to not um, maybe grow as fast, maybe don't have the same level of profitability um, and um, just aren't quite as effective as the folks that are really intentional about what they're doing every day. And you know, having a written plan is, is so crucial and having uh, key performance indicators and things that you measure. Uh, on the other side, I'd say don't have too complicated a plan that you can't look at and refer to every day or your team can't refer to every day to, to stay aligned. You know, if it's, if it's more than one page that someone has to look at every day, it's probably not useful. You might have that backup material for later down the line or, you know, for more in-depth management discussions or team discussions, but having that, that, you know, those key indicators uh, is, is crucial and, and can align with building the most valuable business that you possibly can. All right. So, so having goals is certainly important and those four specific areas make total sense. What is the next area of business, the, uh, the area that business owners should be thinking about when it comes to mergers and acquisitions? Sure. Um, my next must do would be to really um, never fear conversations about whether you should buy or sell um, uh, a business. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of times owners are, uh, they're, independent they're strong um not not that they don't want to learn but mm -hmm. when you're going to be learning from potential competitors uh it can get a little bit tricky and difficult and you need to navigate that um gracefully but there's a tremendous amount you can learn from these conversations with you know potential merger partners throughout your 
business um, development that can be super helpful. And a lot of times, you know, when I ask somebody if they've ever talked to anyone about um, the M&A topic, they say, no, I don't, I don't want people to know that I would even consider selling my business because it could, uh, you know, come back to bite me in terms of it gets out to my clients or something along those. I, sure. I would say that, yeah, yeah, that's an understandable fear for sure. But what I would say is that uh, people in the M&A space are very respectful, it, even uh, folks who are just considering buying or selling a business. Um, you can count on confidentiality. I've never in my career uh, seen anyone breach trust uh, to, or use it for kind of like nefarious competitive purposes. I think people who come That's to the good. table in these conversations are are sincere about them. Now you can put a non-disclosure in place to further mm -hmm. protect. I've never seen a non-disclosure go like go to court or anything like that. So it's just a formality. Yeah, it's just okay. a formality to have have that document. Okay. So um, being open-minded is certainly, it sounds like a great strategy for owners to grow um, via M&A, but we've covered yeah. three of the five key points. Let's just dive into number four. You know, the final, uh, well, I, I had five points today, so I think I, I can jump into the final two points together. Um, they both have to do with owners who might be a little closer to selling or perpetuating their business. Um, so let's say they want to, um, you have a business owner uh, that's got, you know, they're within three years of, of selling their business. So it's really getting kind of down to crunch time of, I really need to understand this M&A topic and kind of know where I'm headed. And what I'd say is when you get to this stage in your business life cycle, it's time to ensure that you have a great team around you for the transaction. Um, you should have an M&A advisor. Um, and, you know, there, there's just so much that you can learn from someone who's doing deals all the time. Um, and, you know, as a professional, I obviously believe in the return on investment um, in the services that that we provide and candidly that my competitors provide. I don't think anybody should go it alone. It's just it doesn't it, it's expensive, but it's not it's very easy to get a return on that investment of 200, 300, 400 percent of what you're paying for the services, if, if candidly, if not a lot more. Um, I'd also recommend that you have a great M&A lawyer. Um, or law firm that you have at your disposal to get questions answered. If you're thinking about selling even in the next three years, and candidly, everybody should probably talk to a legal expert or an M&A advisor or someone to make sure that they're building the supporting documentation for their business all along the way. Because when you when it comes time to actually get a deal done, you don't want to be you know racing to to put materials together that you've, that, you know, you should have been doing over the course of years, or you might not have set your corporation up the right way and it could cause tax problems or things of that nature. Um, so you want this team to look at your business and ensure that there's going to be no red flags um, or issues that end up surprising you when it's time to do a deal. Um, and then um, the final point would be to create a framework um, for maybe for a, a deal that you would take on either side. If, if you're a buyer, you know, create a framework and criteria um, for a deal. Like what, what, what would it require in the deal for you to uh, make, you know, to make the purchase? Obviously the price has to be right. What should the return on investment be? What type of culture and people, you know, would we want to work with? And you should have that, you know, really, uh, you know, thoughtfully um, laid out so that, that you have a plan um, if you're going to buy a business. And then the same thing, if you're going to sell your business, you should have clear criteria so that when you get into the 
you know, into the flow of a deal, it's easy to let momentum take over as a seller. And you've got maybe a big offer in front of you and that's the number side of it. And it's the financial piece, but what else is important? So I kind of have a, for, for my, um, my insurance agency clients, I've got kind of a, a three pronged approach that I, I think has worked very well in that industry, which is, is it good for me uh, financially and good for my family in terms of what we're doing next? Um, is it good for my team? Um, and is it good for my customers? It sounds like you just make everything so much easier in, in a time that could be fraught with, with difficulties and, and stress. So I hope these so. Are, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, a, these are great points. Do you have any final tips? You know, um, I would just say, you know, back to being open-minded, uh, yeah. having a plan, I, you know, uh, I think just repeating some of the, the, you know, these, these common points of, um, have an expert by your side and it's a little bit self-serving to say, but it is what I do. And again, if it's me or any who just it, it's um, become an expert to, to you know, uh, if you say, you know, a scale of one to 10, you should be a three as a business owner, M&A expert. And, you know, I should be a 10. Right. And uh, right. It, it'll help you manage me or one of my competitors in your uh, in your in your uh, business journey and in, in a transaction someday. Excellent. Well, I have one last question for you. Sure. Can you tell me your favorite travel memory and, and what made it so special? Okay. Wow. Favorite travel memory. <laughs> this um, is just my, for fun, Brett. <laughs> yeah. I, and it was fun. So I'm not, I've, uh, <laughs> I went, I went to uh, Costa Rica with my family last year. Oh, nice. And it, it was amazing. Um, if you've never been to Costa Rica and you can get there, I highly recommend it. And what made it, I think uh, it was just great family time. And an absolutely gorgeous place. The people were tremendous. But one very specific thing is we went uh, on a waterfall hike, and it was uh, a very long hike wow. uphill. And then um, on the downhill, we rappelled down waterfalls, and that was oh my gosh! It was like the family team building event. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it sounds. It was, how old are your kids? My kids are twenty four, twenty one, and nineteen. So okay. old enough to comfortably do that and make fun of yeah. me for being the slowest one and uh, <laughs> and all that good stuff. And uh, I had to fake that I wasn't terrified so that they wouldn't make fun of me the rest of the trip. But it all worked out. That sounds amazing. Brett, thank Brett. you so much for being here and, and sharing all of your wisdom. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. This has been great. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to On Point, a podcast by Oak Street Funding, where we bring research and data-backed insights to dig into the minds of industry leaders to learn how to stand out, navigate, and break through this ever-changing industry. I am Bridget Height, and tune in next time wherever you listen to podcasts. See you then as we get On Point. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. To get in contact with someone at Oak Street Funding, please call 844-353-8022. That's 844-353-8022 to learn more.